and here we are. Okay, so um, last year we started a new shir on Novi, and we were able to learn together the uh, um, Yeshua and Shoftim and Shmuel Aleph, right? The first three books of Novi, or two and a half, Yeshua and Shoftim. We started with Yeshua when the Klal Yisrael comes into Eretz Yisrael. Um, led by Yeshua, obviously, we went through the life of Yeshua in the times of the uh, various shayftim, the various, various leaders of Kal Yisrael. We talked a lot about the conquest of Eretz Yisrael, 14, um, 14 years. Um, okay, someone's writing, it's not recording, but I'm recording it privately, so it's recording. Um, so we talked that there were seven years of, of battles and then seven years of dividing the land. And then we had a number of Shoftim and Nevi'im who led Klal Yisrael throughout the time. And there was ups and downs, there was better times and worse times, and a lot of Avodah and then the Shoftim that would bring them to Tshuva. And that really took us through the entire book of Yeshua and Shoftim. And then we began the third book, and that's the book of Shmuel, and that's when we came to the great Navi and Sadik Shmuel, and really the first part of Shmuel, which is what we learned, is the story of Shmuel's lifetime. Shmuel was this great Navi of Hashem, um, born to his father and mother, Elkanah and Hannah, and that famous story of Hannah's tefillah with Eli HaKoyin. And ultimately, Shmuel is the one who's going to anoint the first king of the Jewish people, and that's Shaul, and then the second and great king of the Jewish people, which is David HaMelech. And in the last many prakim that we were learning was really the story of Shaul and David. And we're not, of course, not going to go over the, the details, but it was a, it was a sad story mostly, um, Shaul started off as a complete tzaddik, and we learned a lot about Shaul, and he was chosen by Hashem to be the first king of Klal Yisrael. Though he wasn't from Shevet Yehuda, we discussed that ultimately Malchus is going to belong to Shevet Yehuda, and that's promised to them from Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, on his deathbed in Parshas Vayichi at the end of Chumash Bereshis, already prophesizes that Malchus will belong to Shevet Yehuda until the coming of Mashiach. But... That being said, the first king wasn't from Shevet Yehuda, and that was Shaul, he's from Shevet Binyamin, and at that time he was the one fitting for a kingdom, and he was a tremendous tzaddik, as we discussed. Um, but ultimately, ultimately he sinned, and he sinned a couple of times. The worst or the greatest of his sins was when he did not follow orders when it came to destroying the nation of Amalek. And he was instructed by Shmuel Hanavi to destroy the nation of Amalek, and he only fulfilled the job partially. He let the king live, he let the animals live. Um, and it was for that, that was the final uh, straw, so to, so to speak, that made Hashem say that uh, Shaul was going to lose his kingdom, and that was going to be given over to David HaMelech. And Shmuel Hanavi really anointed David HaMelech. Nobody knew about it. In, in privacy, Shmuel Hanavi anointed David to become the next king. But this wasn't something that was known. Meanwhile, David Amalek got a job in the king's palace, and that is as a musician, because being that, Shmuel, uh, Sh, uh, that Shaul had been told that he was going to lose his melucha, um, he suffered from then to the end of his life in some form of depression. And um, one of the primary things he was looking for is ways to be happy. And music has, that, uh, has that, that talent, that gift of Hashem to help us be happy. And David Amalek was a musician. So David's first... Uh, his introduction to the king's palace was as a musician in Shaul's court. Um, but then it went a lot further than that. We have the, the, the famous story of David and Goliath, and David proves to be a tremendous warrior for Hashem as well. And ultimately, David is so successful, and Shaul becomes extremely jealous of David. 
Um, David then is going to marry one of Shaul's daughters, and that's Michal. Um, but then there's going to this, this set in this, this terrible jealousy between Shaul and David, and Shaul many times tries to have David killed. But time and time again, Hashem saves David miraculously um, from all the different types of situations. In fact, a number of times, David has the ability to actually take revenge and actually um, end the battle and kill Shaul, but David never does that. David always retains a tremendous respect for Shaul HaMelech. Um, and this goes on. The story, again, the story we, we, we spent uh, many weeks going through the different prokim. All this is playing itself out really throughout Shmuel Aleph. Um, even David's wife, Michal, the daughter of Shaul, is taken from David. Shaul takes his daughter from David and gives her to someone else. We're gonna, we're gonna, that's going, we're gonna meet her again later in Shmuel base because she never ultimately marries someone else, um, and she's going to be reunited with David. But that's the, the saga is ongoing. Now, towards the end of Shmuel Aleph, we learned that David just couldn't take the constant um, flare-ups and constant uh, uh, endangerments of his life. So David leaves Eretz Yisrael. And David leaves Eretz Yisrael and he goes off into, he, he lives in one of the lands of the Plishtim. And there, it's during that last period of time, and that's the very last chapter or two of uh, the previous, of Shmuel Aleph, is when Shaul goes out to his final battle. And uh, Shaul goes, of course, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mention, it's important to mention, Shaul has one son, Yoyna's son, who is extremely close to David. They have this tremendous, uh, much deeper than friendship, this tremendous bond of Yoyna's son and Shaul. In fact, in Pirkei Avos, that's used as the example of Ahava She'ina Tluya Bidover, a love that's not based on any, um, uh, on any uh, conditions the example for that is the love between Shaul and Yonason. So it's in the last battle, at the end of Shmuel Aleph, where Shaul goes out with his sons, with Yonason, other sons, and all the Jewish people against the Plishtim. And Shaul tries a, um, a medium that's really forbidden. And because at this point, Shmuel Hanavi had already passed away. At this point, Shmuel Hanavi had passed away. And Shaul doesn't know what's going to be with this battle. Is he going to, excuse me, um, let me mute all over here. Okay, so uh, Shaul is uh, very nervous about this battle and he's able to uh, call forth the soul of Shmuel Hanavi through witchcraft. And he goes to a, uh, a woman who knows how to do this type of witchcraft and he calls forth Shmuel Hanavi and he asks him, What's going to be with this battle? And basically, Shmuel tells him he's going to die in this battle. So Shaul goes out to his last battle knowing that it's his last battle. And nevertheless, he goes at the head of the Jewish people, and they go into battle. And it's in that battle that Shaul is killed. Shaul is killed, and his son, Yoyna's son, is killed. His other sons are killed. And the Jewish army is, uh, is trounced. They totally, uh, they totally lose the battle. Now, David HaMelech was not there, because David is off in the land of the Plishtim. Um, he actually wanted to come to the battle, but he wasn't allowed to, and again, that's all behind us. So that's where Shmuel Aleph ends. Shmuel Aleph ends with the death of Shaul HaMelech and Shaul's sons, and David doesn't know about it yet. And that's where we begin Shmuel Beis, uh, Perik Aleph, chapter 1. So really, the book of Shmuel Beis, which is really, again, it's really the second, really Shmuel is one big book divided into two, Shmuel Aleph and Shmuel Beis. Shmuel Beis, more than anything, is the story of David HaMelech. 
the story of David Amalek and the story of the first uh, Malchus based David, the Malchus of the house of David, or the Malchus from Shevet Yehuda, and the ultimate Melech of the Jewish people, as we know, we say till today, David Melech Yisrael Chavikayim. And the story of Shmuel Beis is the story of David Amalek's kingdom, his kingship, which is also not necessarily a happy story at all times at all. Um, David lived a Although he was this great king and this great tzaddik, but he lived a very, very difficult life, as we're going to learn. Um, and that's the story of Shmuel Beis. We discussed this many times that the books of Navi are not necessarily written as happy for him. They're, they're the story of the history of Kal Yisrael. Uh, but there's a lot of ups and downs, and Shmuel Beis is very much the same. So, uh, just one last point. Who wrote the book of Shmuel Beis? So, in general, we say the book of Shmuel is written by Shmuel which makes sense, but that only works for Shmuel Aleph, because by the end of Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel passed away already. So Shmuel Beis is written by later Nevi'im. Um, Nasan Hanavi, who we're going to learn about in this book, in this Sefer. Um, God Hanavi, who we're, who we're going to learn about in this Sefer. These were the primary Nevi'im that um, were with David HaMelech at this point of his life, and they're the ones really who penned this second part of the book of Shmuel, which we're going to be learning in Mirza Hashem. Okay, so having said that, let's, let's begin. So Shmuel Beis, Perik Aleph, it's after the death of Shol. And David, again, David is in Tziklog, which is a Plishti city. And it's on the third day, and a person comes from the battlefield. And a person comes from the battlefield, and his, um, and his clothing are ripped, and there's earth on his head. And he comes to David HaMelech. And David says, where are you coming from? And he says, I have escaped from the battlefield of the Jewish people. And David says, tell me, tell me what happened. And the man says, he says, uh, it was a catastrophe. He says, uh, the, the Jews lost the war. Shaul died. Yenison died. And David Amalek is hearing this for the first time. It's two days after the war. And David says, how do you know? You're telling me that Shaul Amalek died. And David, how do you know this? And this guy says, well, I know because I'm the one that put Shaul to death. He says, basically, I was in the battlefield and I saw that Shaul was surrounded by people and Shaul had already fallen on his own sword and Shaul called me and he said that I should kill him because he didn't want to be tortured by the Plishtim. So Shaul HaMelech asked me, this gentleman says, or this person says, where are you from? Who are you? And he says, I'm an Amaleki. And Shaul says, kill me. And that's what I did. He says, I saw he was dying anyway, I killed him, and I took his crown, and I brought it here to you, to David. As soon as David hears this, David rips his, rents his garments, David rips his garments, all who are with him, all rip their, gar their garments, um, and as the Pasuk says in Yudbeis, um, they cried, they mourned, and they... Uh, they eulogized and they fasted on Shaul, for Shaul and for Yonason and for the Am Hashem, for the nation of Hashem and for the house of Kal Yisrael that all fell by the sword. And actually from this Pasuk we learn halachis and that is that we know of course that there's a mitzvah of Kriya, of rending one's garments and mourning for a um, for next of kin, you know, a family who passes away. But the halachi is not only for that, if there's a teacher of Kal Yisrael, a Nasi, the head of the Bezdin, all of these require that we should mourn and rip Kriya. And that's what the Pasuk is saying, that they rip Kriya because of Shaul, he was the Melech, and for Yenison, who was considered the Av Bezdin, for Am Hashem, because it was a, a general um, you know, tragedy for the Jewish people. And they, cry, they cried and they mourned. That was the first step. And then 
David again checks with this person. He says, who are you? Where are you from? He says, I'm Amaleki. And David says, how is it that you weren't afraid and you, 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 you killed the Mashiach Hashem, the one anointed by Hashem? And David called one of his men and had him put this Amaleki to death, the one who killed Shaul HaMelech. Even though it seems Shaul had really asked him to it, but still, in, David, in David's eyes, and I guess he, this is an Amaleki who's a sworn enemy of the Jewish people anyway. And David says, David had this person put to death, the person who killed Shaul and brought, the, uh, brought that uh, news to David and, and his people. And it's at this time, in Pasik Yudzayin, from here until the end of the chapter, that David sings a beautiful, mournful song of kinais, of lamentation, where he laments the death of Shaul and David. And it's uh, just beautiful prose, beautiful words. We're not going to read through, we're not going to read through all of it. But he says, We say the kinais, kinais are lamentations. So here we have that David laments and, and sings this kina for Shaul and for Yenison. Um, he starts off by saying that though they're not here, we're going to be strong. He says, we have to now learn how to fight the battles of Hashem. But then he talks about the beauty of Klal Yisrael. He calls Shaul the beauty, the crown of Klal Yisrael. And how is it that you fell? How is it you fell in the strength of, in, in Eretz Yisrael? Um, he says, nobody should talk about this. I don't want the Pelishtim hearing about this. No one should be able to rejoice in the death of, of again, of the Mashiach Hashem, the anointed one of, one of Hashem. The mountain of the battle was the Har Gilboa. That was the mountain, and David curses the mountain. He says, no rain should fall on this mountain, and no dew should fall on this mountain, no fields uh, should give forth um, grains on this mountain, because this is the mountain where, the, where again, where Shaul HaMelech, where Shaul HaMelech falls, uh, fell. Um, and he goes on with such beautiful words, and then in Pasuk Chav Gimel, he says a beautiful quote, which we actually say in the davening every Shabbos. In Chav Gimel, he says, Shaul v'yaynasan. Shaul and Yonason. Remember, Shaul was the king, and Yonason was his son, who is David's dearest, closest um, friend. And he says, Hanehovim v'haneimim b'chayeyen. Beloved and sweet in their lifetime, uv'moysam lo'yinifradu. And death did not do them apart either. Minisharim kalu. They were lighter than eagles. Me'aroyes gaveru, stronger than lions. In, in doing Hashem's service and serving Hashem and serving Klal Yisrael. And actually, we say that on Shabbos, um, right before Musaf, right after the leaning, after Kriyas HaTorah, we say a, a, a section of Harachamim, right before Ashrei. And there we talk about all the people who died al Kiddush Hashem throughout all the years. It's a special tefillah that we say it's a, it's a mournful tefillah. And therefore, we, we don't say it on a Shabbos that's like on Yom Tev or on a time when we wouldn't say Tachnun otherwise. Um, we don't say it on Shabbos Mevarchim, but otherwise we say it, the Avar Rachamim. And there we have this quote from here about all the people who died al Kiddush Hashem and all the, unfortunately, so many people of our people who died al Kiddush Hashem. We use this, these beautiful words of David HaMelech, Hanehovim um, Vahayem, beloved during their lifetimes, inseparable in death, um, light as eagles, strong as lions. All this comes from this kina, from this lamentation. That, um, that David HaMelech uh, sings or says for Shaul and Yonason. He talks, he says that the Jewish girls should cry. Um, he's the one who took care of all of us. And again, he, how, how, how did the strong fall in this war? And then specifically, he finishes with a personal note about Yonason. Tzarli Alecha Ochi Yonason. How, how sad for me and, and, and how small I feel for you, my brother, Yonason, Na'amta Li Ma'id. 
you were so sweet to me. The love that I had for you was greater than the love a man normally has for his wife. And he finishes, How is it that the strong fell? And the great leaders of the battles of Klal Yisrael fell at this time. So David is, is, is broken hearted. And one of the beautiful things we see about David is that on the one hand, he, he lived a, a, a battle with his father-in-law, with Shaul, for many, many years. And, and his life was threatened by Shaul. And he never lost the tremendous respect that he had. He always looked as, as Shaul, as Hashem's anointed king. Um, he knew that Shaul had, had um, you know, certain uh, failings and was going through difficult times. But it, David never looked at him that way. He didn't uh, define him that way. And here we see it in the way that he, he's devastated and cries at the loss of Shaul and Yenus' son, his son. And that is the end of Perik Aleph, where he finishes that, again, that mournful but beautiful kina lamentation for his father-in-law and for the king, the first king of Klai Yisrael, Shaul HaMelech. Okay, Perik Beis. After that, David says, okay, now what? Right? Remember, David is living outside of Israel, so immediately David asks Hashem, David Hashem, David asked by Hashem, um, it doesn't say exa- exactly how he asked, if it was through Nevuah or through a Kohen, it doesn't say. But he says, should I go up, should I go back to Eretz Yisrael? Should I go up to one of the cities of Yehuda? Should I go up to one of the cities of Yehuda? Hashem Hashem says, yes, it's time to go back to Eretz Yisrael. So David says, where shall I go? We're in Eretz Yisrael. Hashem says to go to Chevron. And here we have a very beautiful thing. And that is, Chevron is always the place where we begin. Um, the first place that we owned in Eretz Yisrael was Chevron. Right? That's what Avram bought for Sarah Imenu. And that's, of course, where the Ma'ar Pela was. In fact, in, in, most interestingly, in the Chitas of tonight, which is Shlishi of Parshas Lech Lecha, so Avram comes up to Eretz Yisrael. Where does he go? To Hebron. Today, in, man, man, it's interesting. I was looking at today's Chumash. It, the, the last words of the Chitas of this section, of, again, tonight and tomorrow, is that the first place that Avram calls home in Eretz Yisrael is Hebron. And the first place that David HaMelech is going to lead Klal Yisrael from, the, the Malchus of Klal Yisrael, is going to start from Hebron as well. And there's a lot of Kabbalah in that. There's a lot of mysticism in why Hebron. But... Suffice it to say that that's the fact that the Kedusha of Klal Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael always began from Hebron and every significant step always began from Hebron. And here Hashem is specifically telling David HaMelech um, that you're, you're going after Yisrael, where should you go? Go to Hebron. And that's where he goes and that's where he begins. Pasuk says, Vayal Shom David, David ascended to Hebron, Vigam Shteinoshav, his two wives, not Michal, Michal is not with him, but the two wives that he married after that. Um, one is Achinoam, one is Avigail, who we learned about in the previous Sefer. Um, and they all come, and Vanoshev Asher Imo, the people who were with him throughout this time, all of them come and they live in the cities around Hebron. And here we have Pasuk Dalet, an important Pasuk. Yehuda. The men of Yehuda, the men of the tribe of Yehuda came. David now is being anointed as the king over Shevet Yehuda. Now, David was already anointed a long time ago by Shmuel HaMelech, but that was in private. Nobody, nobody really knew about that. It was a private thing. Now is the first time that a Shevet, an entire Shevet of Klal Yisrael, the Shevet of Yehuda, which of course is the Shevet that David comes from, anoints him 
and accepts him as their melech. And as we're going to see, David is going to be the king over the people of Yehuda for seven years in Hebron. And it's only after that, which I doubt we'll get to tonight, but it's only after that that he's going to move to Yerushalayim and become the king over the entire Klal Yisrael. And that's going to be for an additional 33 years, because as we're going to see, David is the melech over the Jewish people for 40 years. Um, like uh, similar, of course, to Meshach Rabbeinu and other great leaderships that were connected to 40, 40 years. Uh, David is the same thing. So the first seven are going to be in Hebron, and that's going to be primarily on his shevet of Yehuda. And then the following 33 is going to be in Yerushalayim over all of Klal Yisrael. Okay. Pasuk goes on to say that one of the first things he heard is of an act of kindness that the men of Yavish Gilad did. The men of Yavish Gilad was a certain... Want to ask a question? Okay, so we're going to see about Michal, but so far Michal is with um, Shaul's family still. Because Shaul had taken Michal and given her to someone else. Palti Belayish, we're going to see. So she never, they never rejoined him. And we're going to see that, I don't, know if, I don't remember if this chapter or the next, that David is going to ask for Michal to come back, and she's going to come back. But at this point, not yet. Okay? So... David hears about the men of Yavesh Gilad that did something very heroic, and that is that when Shaul and his sons were killed by the Plishtim, the Plishtim, um, in, their, in, in the way that was done, they, they, they publicly shamed the dead bodies of Shaul and his sons. They hung up, they hung up the corpses or whatever. So the men of Yavesh Gilad went on mysterious Nefesh, and they went and they charged and they, in the middle of the night and they took the bodies of Shaul and his sons and brought them back and buried them. So this was now told to David HaMelech that the men of Yavesh Gilad, what they did for the honor of Shaul and David is so thankful to them, it gives them special brachas in, in Pasuk Ches. Yas Hashem imachem chesed ve'emes Hashem should give you kindness and truth just as you did and I will always hold this I'll always be there for you because of the great thing that you did for our master Sha'ol. and interestingly that David uses the words chesed shall emes which we know has become synonymous with any kindness that one does for someone who passes away because that's considered the most true kindness because one is not looking for any thank yous when we're doing something for someone who passed away. So therefore, David, when he talks to the men of Yavish HaGilad, who did this kindness to show, to bury him at the risk of their own life, um, David thanks them for them and, and gives them a bracha for that. Okay. Pasuk Ches is where things start getting messy again. And that is, it's, one would think that it's over, right? Because Shaul is killed and his family is killed, so there's like no more two kingdoms. But that's not the case yet. Because... Shaul had a great general, and that general's name was Avner ben Ner. Now, we've heard about him a little bit in the previous Navi, not much, uh, but Avner ben Ner was a great warrior, and he was a general of Shaul Hamelah. So now, Shaul is dead, Shaul's Yenison is dead, so we have in Pasuk Ches, Avner ben Ner, Asher Avner ben Ner, who's the general of Shaul, takes Ish Boishes ben Shaul. Shaul had another son. In addition to Yenison, son, another son named Ish Boishes. And this Ish Boishes wasn't by that war. I don't know why, but he wasn't there. And he survived. So Avner ben Ner, which is Shaul's general, says, one second, Shaul is dead. His son should be the next Melech. And that is Ish Boishes. 
So as it says in Pasuk Tess, Vayam Lichehu, he, uh, he made him king um, in, in, over the Gilad and Ashuri and Yisrael, Ephraim, different, different, um, uh, different tribes. And Avner Ben-Nir was trying to see to it that ish should become the new king, the heir of Shaul HaMelech. Um, interestingly, Rashi tells us from the Gemara that Avner Ben-Nir knew um, that Yaakov Avinu had told Binyamin that Milachim Mechalatzecha Yitzeyu, kings in plural will come forth from you. So Avner Ben-Nir is thinking kings, plural, so there was Shaul, but who's next? There's got to be another one. Um, all these people were, were becoming the Chachamim, very knowledgeable, um, although very many mistakes were made. But so this Avner Bener, this general, felt that it's the right thing to proclaim Shaul's remaining son, Ishbosheth, as king. And that's what he does. And the Pasuk tells us that at this point, Ishbosheth was 40 years old. And ultimately, he's, his kingdom didn't last very long. It was only for two years that he was able to rule over a number of the of the tribes. But for those two years, he ruled over all the tribes, really, aside from Yehuda that went with David HaMelech. So again, there's still really two kingdoms amongst the Jewish people. And, you know, Pasuk says that, that David is going to be for seven years in Hebron and seven and a half years, and that's where he's going to rule over, um, over, the, over Shevet Yehuda. Okay, so at this point, David is ruling over Shevet Yehuda and Hebron. Ish Boishes, the remaining son of Shaul, is ruling over the rest of the Jewish people, really, throughout Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Pasuk Yud Beis. And, uh, again, sad occurrences. There's uh, a meeting where you have Avner ben Nair, the general now of ish together with a number of his men, meet up with Yoyav ben Sruya. Yoyav ben Sruya is David's general. So here we have a meeting of the two really opposing generals. Avner Benair, again, was Shaul's general, and now is the general of his son, um, Ishbosheth. And Yoyav ben Sruya is the famous general of David HaMelech. Um, both of these generals are, aside from Torah, are, are mighty warriors, they're mighty generals. And they meet up, and it's not clear exactly what started this, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the, the strife that's going to ensue, but the Pasuk says in Yudalit, Vayemer Avner el Yoyov. Avner, which is Ishboishas' general, tells Yoyov, who's now his general, let the children, you know, the children, let the soldiers, let them play, let's see who's stronger. And according to most of the Mepharshim, he really meant it that way. Let them, you know, let them, let them wrestle, let them play. You know, we have, different, uh, we have different armies here. Let's see who does better. The problem is that that play turned out to a full-blown battle. It started out with, uh, as he says, let the young boys come and, and play. But ultimately, so it says, 12 soldiers came from Yoyav's men and 12 soldiers came from Avni men and they fell at each other and they, ulti- they, they ended up killing each other. And a, a battle ensued between the two armies, David's army and, and, um, and, and, and Ishbosheth's army, headed by Avner versus Yoyav. And it was a very difficult battle. And David's men um, won over, were stronger, were victorious over Ishbosheth's men. Right? I, I'm using a lot of names here, but I hope I'm, I'm being clear. So David's men were stronger and they were victorious. And then the Pasuk says the following Yoyov, Yoyov, who's David's general, 
was one of three brothers. Yoyev ben Sriya, so it's Yoyev, the son of Sriya. There was, um, there was Avishai ben Sriya and Asohil ben Sriya. Three, three men of the Sriya family. The father was Sriya, Yoyev is the most famous, Avishai and Asohil. So when they see that they were victorious over the opposing army, so it says Asoil, aside from being very mighty, was exceedingly swift. Plastic says he was swift like a deer. So Asoil said he's going to chase after Avner ben Nair. Avner is, is Ishbosheth's general. Asoil is chasing him. So the Pasik says in Yutas, Vayudef Asoil Achari Avner. Asoil chases after Avner. And he says he didn't turn right or left. He was swiftly making a beeline. He wanted to go after Avner, after the opposing general which was a mistake because Avner was a mighty general. Um, and Asol was no match for Avner. So it says he's running after him and Avner turns around and says, are you Asol? And Asol says, yes. So Avner says, don't challenge me. He says, go to your right, go to the left, go somewhere else. I don't want to have to kill you because I don't want to kill you. And, and he says, how am I going to look at your brother Yoyov? I'm not enemies with him. But this Asol was... Uh, Stubborn, and I, I saw is, uh, chases after Avner, and he wants to attack him. And Avner turns around, and Avner with his sword he kills Asoil. And um, at this point, David's men stop. They they, they stop their offensive, or Yoyo's men stop their offensive. David wasn't part of this, so he wasn't even here. But they stop their their offensive. And um, so now Yoyov Ben Suriya and Avishai just lost their brother. So they're all chasing after Avner Benir, the, the other general, and Avner is now surrounded by his men. So Avner gets up on the mountain, he says, Yoyev, let's stop this battle. He says in Pasuk Chavzayin, Vayemer, Halanetzach Teichel Cherev, are we forever going to be with swords? Don't we know that this is going to end bad for everyone? He says, let's just stop, tell your people to stop, and I'll tell my people to stop, and let's stop the battle. And Yoyev says, he says, I didn't start this, you started this. You're the one who said in the morning, you know, let the men play. That started this whole thing. But Yoyev says, okay, I'm game. And he blows with the shoifer, and he says, it's the end. Um, and everyone stopped running after each other. Everyone stopped battling. Um, so Avner returns with his people back to Ishbosheth's uh, uh, camp. And Yoyev and his people return and they take their brother, Asoil, who was killed. And at the end of this battle, the Pasuk tells us that there were 19 men who were killed in David's camp, 19 plus Asoil. But in the other camp, there was over 360 people who were killed. So it was a, it was a very difficult battle. And it was the first real battle after Shaul's death between the two camps of the Jewish people now, which is David HaMelech's camp, who's headed by Yoyev ben Sriya, and they're based in Hebron versus Ishboishes, who's the other king, and his, uh, led, and his camp is led by Avner. So there was this battle, but this battle um, stopped. And that's the end of Perik Bey, the end of chapter two. You know, let, let's try a little, a little, let's try one, one more chapter here. Yeah, we have, we have some more, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, the Paragim. So the, the Pasuk begins, Paragim, and it says that, uh, that there, although there was an actual war, but there was battle between the, the two camps of the Jewish people, being base Shaul, the, the home of Shaul, the house of Shaul, which now is led by his son and Avner, and the house of David. 
But the Pasuk says, David's strength kept on increasing, and the house of Shoal kept on decreasing. And the Shoal, I'm sorry, David was becoming more and more popular and accepted by the Jewish people, um, versus the house of Shoal, headed by Ishbosheth, was becoming less and less. And the Pasuk goes on to tell us a number of children that David had now at this point in these years in Hebron. Um, his oldest son is Amnon, who we're going to learn about more later. Um, the next son is a boy or a son named Kilov, who the Navi tells us very little about, but at the, top, the Gemara tells us that he's one of the human beings that never sinned. The Gemara tells us that there's four human beings that never sinned, um, at least until the time of the Gemara. Um, and they were, uh, they were uh, Amram, the, the father of Meshur Rabbeinu, and Aaron and Miriam, and um, Amram and Binyamin, Binyamin, the, the youngest of the Shvatim. And Yishai, the father of David Amalek, and Kilov, the son of David Amalek. So though we know very, very little about him, but definitely held in the highest regard. Okay, and the Pasuk goes on to say different names, which I'm not going to read through. Um, okay, and then we get to a very important part of history here. We'll see if we can do the entire period. Basically, this ongoing battle between the two camps is going on. And now there's a falling out between Avner and Ishbosheth. Right? Remember, Ishbosheth is the son of Shaul, who Avner anointed as the next king. But at this point, there's going to be a falling out between Avner, the great general, and, and the king that he anointed, which is Ishbosheth. And the reason for this falling out is, is, is an interesting one, and that is there was a woman who was a Pelegesh of Shaul. Um, a Pelegesh, I think, is translated typically as a concubine, which means someone who's not regular, full married, but she was a woman that, was re that had relations with Shaul HaMelech. Now, Shaul died. Avner married her. And Ishbosheth felt that that was wrong. He says, because she was a Pelegesh of my father. She's connected to the king. You're not a king. Uh, you shouldn't be um, being mar marrying a woman who had a relation with my father, the king. That was, the, that was what caused their falling out. But once that falling out was there, so this was spelled the end for their relationship. And ultimately, Avner decided that he's going to leave Ishbosheth and join Sh David, which really spells the end for Ishbosheth because Avner was the whole strength behind Ishbosheth. Avner was the general, and he's the one who anointed Ishbosheth. So at this point, Avner tells um, Ishbosheth, I'm finished with you. And he says, I'm going to David. I know that's what Hashem wants anyway, and I know that that's what Hashem promised him. And Avner sends messengers to David in Pasuk Yudbeis, and he says, I want to make a covenant with you. I want to be with you, and I will help bring all of Klal Yisrael to you. And David Amalek says, okay, that's fine, but with one condition. He says, before you come here, I want you to bring me Michal. Right? Because then that's going back to what we said earlier, that Michal, which, was, which is really David's initial connection to Shaul HaMelech. You know, David is a son-in-law of the king, but his wife, the daughter of the king, he hasn't seen in years. So David tells Avner that you can come, no problem, but you come with Michal. And basically David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, And he says, I, I want you to send me Michal, who I married. And Ishbosheth says, fine. And they bring her back from Paltiel ben Laish. And it's interesting, when 
we read in the previous Sefer that Shaul HaMelech gave Michal to, uh, to Palti, it said Palti Ben Laish. And now it says Palti El. The letters Aleph Lamed are added to his name. And the Gemara says that the reason Aleph Lamed are added to his name is because Hashem was putting his name there to say that this person was a real tzaddik. That this Paltiel, although Shaul had given Michal to Paltiel, Palti as a wife, he never had relations with her because he knew that she was David's wife. So although they lived in the same home for years, but he never had relations with her. And Hashem put the, next, the name Aleph Lamed in his name as a, to bear a witness to the holiness of this Sadiq of Palti ben Laish. Um, okay, and then, so, 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 Pal, so Michal goes with Avner, and Avner um, goes out on a speaking tour, and he goes to the different people, and he tells the different the tribes that really David is supposed to be the next king. It's true, Avner said that I was the one who anointed um, uh, Ishbaishis, but ultimately the Melucha is supposed to go over to David HaMelech. And Avner and Pasuk Chaf ultimately comes to Hebron, and with him there's 20 men, and David accepts him with tremendous honor, and he makes a feast, and makes a big meal for him. And then Avner says, I'm going to go now to all the cities of Eretz Yisrael, I'm going to gather the Jewish people together, and I'm going to make that all of them should accept David HaMelech together. Okay, and again, as we think things are looking up, now things are going to take a terrible turn. Because, if you remember, Avner is not good friends with Yoyov. To the contrary, Avner killed Yoyov's brother, Asoya. Now, Avner killed him in self-defense, but that still didn't endear him unto Yoyov, shall we say. And Yoyov is this other mighty general. Basically what happens is, as the Pasuk says, um, in Chavez, Chav Gimel, Chav Dalet, Yoyov hears that Avner came to David and David accepted him with honor. And Yoyev is beside himself. He says, he tells David, how could you take Avner? Avner is Shoal's man. And Avner is just here as a spy. He doesn't want to make peace with you. He's here to spy, he's here to see, and so on. And basically in Pasuk Chavav, Chavzayin, um, Yoyev calls for Avner to have a peaceful conversation. Avner thinks, and Yoyev kills Avner. It says, as the Pasuk says in the end of Chavzayim, He saw it as avenging his brother's blood. Avner had killed Asoil, and now Yoyev killed Avner. And then Chavches, David hears about this, and David is beside himself. David says, he says, I am totally clean from this. I had no intention to hurt Avner. And he says, all of the curses should befall on the head of Yoyev and the house of his family. And he, he really, he curses Yoyev. Yoyev is his general. But, but David felt this was the worst thing because Avner had come in peace and Avner had come to make peace. And the Pasuk says, uh, Pasuk Lamed, that Yoyev and Avishai, those two brothers, killed Avner because Avner had killed Asoyev. But David was, David was so upset. I mean, the Pasuk goes on in Lamed Aleph. David tells everyone should rip Kriya, everyone should rip their garments and to wear sackcloth. And David um, uh, eulogized Avner. The king David himself followed the, 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 bread, the bed when they were taking Avner to burial. And they buried Avner there in Hevron. David Amalek raises his voice and he cries and over the cave of Avner and all the nation cry with him. And not just that, it goes on. The king said a special kino. David Amalek uh, lament, uh, lamented Avner 
And he says a number of psukim about the greatness of Abner and how could he fall in this, in this way when he was coming for peace and he was killed by, by enemies. Um, and the Pasuk says that David was really inconsolable. And the, the nation came to him and they came to bring him food. But David says, I'm not eating, I'm fasting. And all the nation recognized, the Pasuk says in Lamed Vav, the righteousness of David. Because they saw how David was really, really not a person who was looking for battle, for looking for Mulchama. At every step of the way, David showed that. You know, Shaul is his enemy. David cries when he dies. Um, Avner was Shaul's general. When David, uh, when, when he's killed, David is inconsolable. And, and Klai Yisrael saw that this was David, as the Pesach says in Lamed Zayin, everyone understood that this had nothing to do with the king. Um, and the king finishes, Lamed Ches, he says, you should know, Sar v'godil nafal hayim azeb Yisrael, a great a leader and minister fell amongst the Jewish people. He says, I'm a, I'm a young king, I'm, I'm young, I was just anointed, and these sons of Sri are very difficult people. Hashem should repay them for the evil that they have done. And it's at that, that point that, um, that again, so now really Yoyav is sort of out of the graces of David HaMelech, and the, the opposing general Avner is dead now as well. And uh, as we'll, Mishnah next week will continue, and see how David's Malchus just gets stronger and bigger and more and more founded throughout as we continue Bezra Session. Yes. Uh, how old is